Today is April 24th, 2017. This is episode 34 of Maelstrom Radio. Maelstrom Radio. With your hosts, Flatus and Shinder. And welcome everybody to Maelstrom Radio. My name is Flatus. With me, this host. <laughs> Don't got anything today, do you? I had something so good too, and I lost it because we were doing so much other shit. So it sucks because I did have it. It was so it's just a good thing. It was so it was a good thing. It was a good one. I'm telling you guys, you don't believe me. It was solid. It was so good. So, oh, no, we did that one already. So are those sausages, so. <laughs> so oh, God. People are going to be mad now. They're like, I expected dumb jokes at the beginning of the show. <sighs> There's no dumb jokes now. I am a little let down, I'm going to say. Oh, well, this host likes to get in touch with his wizard. Get in get touch, in touch with, with, your, with wizard. your wizard. It's, it's Shin. You know what's sad? I think I had I think I had you fucked up and muted like on the stream and not like muted to me. So good, let's do that again. Hi, this is Maelstrom Radio. This is Shin. He's gonna get he wants to he wants to touch your wizard. Get in touch with your wizard. There you go. <laughs> I don't know, you keep messing up the audio, you might be the one who wants to get in touch with your inner wizard. Oh god. There's or just get in touch with any wizard. No, because I'm over here doing that. That it's a whole new world out there. These kids are talking in terms we don't understand. They're in front of their video boards. I'm in front of my video board. That's where I'm at. You kids just don't understand these things. Yeah. Well, we're here to talk about one and one game only. Final Fantasy. Final Fantasy. I told you not to blow all of these in one swing. I'm not fucking <laughs> good. I can't help it. I can't help it. All right, look, listen. All right, well, you were eating dinner. You had sausage that you grilled. Looked delicious. I have a Fruit Loop milkshake, <laughs> which is yeah, delicious. Fruit Loop milkshake sounds amazing. It's so good. It's so good. It's so good. I'll stop. <laughs> all right, and if that sounds interesting to you at all, man, they did not sign. I, I feel no, they did not. Ah, uh, they did. Nobody signed up for this episode. <laughs> well, some people did sign up because they decided to come join us in our FC. Yeah, uh, yeah, they did. You're right. So, uh, let's see. This week. <laughs> This week's been a strange week. Uh, on Reddit, we had we're having uh, somebody join us who's interested. Old WoW player, like I talked to him a little bit. It's going to be joining us in the next few weeks, um, closer to May, uh, but is interested in coming joining us. Uh, so, speaking of joining us, it's like a week away. Yeah, it is. It is a week away. <laughs> uh, there you go, Chili and Chat. Magruder Gang is the best gang you can join. Uh, we're not like a illegal gang. <laughs> Uh, not a cult. Uh, so yeah, we are uh, we run an FC on Fanfrit called Gurdy Gang, uh, and we are recruiting uh, for Stormblood. So if you're interested in and in just coming in to hang out with us, you're welcome to do that. If you're interested in crafting and you want to craft for, uh, for the FC, we have all the crafting tables down in our basement. You're welcome to <laughs> hang out down there and craft away. Uh, and we we are looking to uh, get a uh, FC static and run content. We're, we're probably about mid-core raiders. I'm not going to say that we're hardcore raiders, but if we push content, we find it 
easy. Don't shake your head now. Don't. I said we're starting I'm a stack. I'm agreeing, but we're not hardcore raiders. Oh, we're not. But I mean, if we find the content, we can push through it. Then we'll keep going as hard, you know, until we find like we just can't do it. We cry a little. We we try to go hardcore on an extremely tight time budget. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if that is. I don't know that Listen, I have a special laugh on the soundboard. I'm, I will not use it <laughs> until one of us says a bad joke. That bad joke has not come yet. So. <laughs> it's not a very high bar to hit. So. It's, it's not. We keep the bar real low here. Um, so, speaking of our FC, we actually have two of our FC members uh, getting married in game. They're actually married in real life, but they're, they've been leveling. They actually like pushed to 50, so they can get married in, uh, in the game uh naif uh and severin i think i'm saying her name wrong it's is it naif or knife or nephi you want to help me out here severin i got like that one i nailed i don't know how you aif you'd probably have Aif-ish? to ask her naif i'm pretty sure it's naif uh getting it's getting married like well she just hops and she doesn't hop in discord a lot she just talk to her in chat um the other great married nine o'clock so i may stream i may ask if i can stream their wedding so we could share it with our our viewers out there, because they're really nice, and I think it'd be fun just to let's stream a wedding. <laughs> so the people that have never seen a Final Fantasy fourteen wedding can see a Final Fantasy fourteen wedding. I'm one of those people. Yeah, I will, however, be live at the wedding. So you will be. It's true. I have to find a uh, an appropriate glamour to wear. Yeah, it's true. Carrie Carrie's bought bought in suits for every wedding he's attended on the server. Our former co-host will buy a new suit for every wedding. I think he's got, like, a suit collection. Uh, super best friend streamed my wedding. We're... Well... We're your best friends. <laughs> we weren't there. And then uh, El Zone says, I've never seen a Final Fantasy wedding. El <laughs> <clears throat> uh, Zone's blind. <laughs> so... And he has a sense of humor. For though I know El Torzone. I've seen an EverQuest wedding. Have you? Does that count? I don't think El Torzone has. <laughs> it wasn't in game. It was it? Oh well, it was it at Vegas at a, at an SOE live. It was. Was it? Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah. So there you go. If you've never been to an in-game MMO wedding, you're about to go do one. And if you've ever been to a real-life MMO wedding, write us in. Tell us about it. Show at maelstromradio.com. Let us know. I want, I'm interested. I want to know if anybody anybody that listens to the show, if you've had any sort of MMO-themed wedding, let us know. <laughs> there may be somebody out there listening that got married. So uh, let's go ahead and hit up some news. Uh, the final... What, man? <laughs> Don't laugh. Why are you laughing at that? You sound like everyone that listens to us is, like, sad and single. <laughs> I know our well, it's we not very nice. <laughs> just lost all of our viewership. I'm so I listen. I apologize. I'm sorry. I like you guys. If anybody's sad and single, it's the guy drinking the fruit milkshake. <laughs> 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 How do you stay sad and single? I got a fruit loop milkshake. That's <laughs> how it's how it happens. It's all you need in life. That's <laughs> all you need. <laughs> Oh, uh, fan kid updated. <laughs> so, I needed something stronger than this. <laughs> the fan kid updated uh, with uh, a couple of uh, Stormblood promo um, screens. So the the uh, for, uh, the Stormblood uh, poster that we saw at FanFest, or you've, we've seen on some of the uh, promotional stuff, is up there. And then just a, a black screen that says Stormblood is up as well. Uh, you can get that, of course, on your phone, your desktop, and all the other lovely things uh <clears throat> the data relocation is happening um and it's happening soon it's not over it's not, it's not, i'm trying to get the dates on it uh if you can get that for me why uh, ether and primal are going to be done from on monday may 15th through wednesday may 17th it'll be down for 48 hours in total since it's one day longer than the normal downtime they are reimbursing all players with one game of subscription time for everyone who says, why are they only giving us one day? It's because downtime is usually one day long. So this is one day extra. It's nothing special. Yeah. Uh, for those on the smaller servers, that's Elemental, Gaia, Mana, and Chaos data centers. 
uh, they'll be down from Tuesday, May 16th through Wednesday, May 17th. That's uh, now I was trying to do the math in my brain, right? Like I know our server is going to be down 48 hours, but elemental Gaia mana chaos data centers are down for only 24 hours, but they also get a free day. How, how'd that, how'd that happen? How'd that? There might be some timing issues. Maybe. That's <clears throat> just saying. I'm not listening. I'm just saying, like, now people have a legitimate reason to say, oh, hey, 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 hold on. I can't play for It, it could be that they just didn't factor, like, the Monday might be time that they have taken down for patch time as well. But um, they might use the, they might also use the patch time to transfer the servers for Ether and Primal. True. Um, there's also the consideration that maybe our servers are, I don't know, old and grody. So they may take longer. Maybe they're on older time. Big. That too. Fat. Oh, fat. As he, he says as he drinks his Fruit Loop milkshake. Hashtag not, Fruit I, Loop milkshake. Yeah, hashtag Fruit Loop milkshake. I'm not sponsored, but if if Burger King <clears throat> wants to send me free mil- free Fruit Loop milkshakes, I'm down. Uh, How big a- is your yard? You got to watch out for that sort of thing. Yeah, where I just like they show up in a truck. And next thing I know, I got like coolers outside my house, which is nothing but free the milkshakes. Uh, the free logging campaign is going on. Uh, it started last week, but it's going on now until uh, May 7th. Uh, you can log in now and get net your free gratis 96 hours. But that, that timer starts as soon as you log in. And it's not like, OK, cool, I can log out and it stops the clock now. You have four days from the time you log in. So that 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 clock still starts counting down. So if I were you and you were me, I'd probably log in on like start on a Friday night, so you have the weekend to play through. Maybe if you want to just try to catch up and see what's going on. So uh, that would probably be the time to do that. And this speaking of this weekend, uh, they're having a letter from the producer live uh, thirty five. This Friday morning at 8 o'clock, uh, 8 a.m. Eastern, that's going to be 5 a.m. Pacific. Am I right? Yeah. And uh, so that's going to be in Japanese. Uh, this is not going to be one of the letters where we have a translation. But knowing the community, we'll probably get a uh, translation from Marco over at Gamerscape. And then Mr. Happy will probably have a translation up as well. Um, next week, our show, we don't know if we'll, we probably won't be here Monday because Shin is going to be out. I don't know if I will have it just a fill in for Shin that day or if we'll just move the day of recording so Shin and I can talk about what happens on that uh, live letter. <laughs> so I don't You can just yet. put up a picture of a Fruit Loop milkshake and talk to yourself for an <laughs> just hour. Just talk to myself for an hour and just I just need to create the uh the sh- I'll just go through all of our old episodes and create the Shin soundboard and just <laughs> and then have you like berate me at one point and then make a bet like we'll both make bad jokes and then I'll have you like just facepalm. Like I'll just have the picture of the Fruit Loop and just say like oh, why are you facepalming? And nobody'll know the difference. Uh that's a lot of just work. us. It'll be our, our inside joke. Poops. Wait, chili. Wait, chili chat poops myself. I don't know why chili pooped himself. And he says, I will replace Shin. As I said earlier, if the king turns up or if the Burger King turns up, he would just make sure the door is locked and go cry in fear. Poops. Because have you ever seen him? It's a massive head and it just kind of with no facial expression. It just appears and it's like, I'm <laughs> coming for you. And he just hands you food and it goes away. You don't even know. Is it poisoned? Uh, I don't know. And listen, I'm not. I'm not dead. Drinking. I mean, like, I'm pretty sure I'm putting poison in my body. Drinking this delicious fruit loop milkshake. <laughs> it tastes like Fruit Loops. Like exactly like Fruit Loops. And there's like a little bit of crunch from the cereal in there. It's so good. <laughs> so good. I can't help it. <laughs> an addiction and another gaming news uh <laughs> gamerscape is back up they have put up their what they have for their 3.0 implementation uh, although some data has been lost uh so if you have information that you want to add to it go ahead go add to their wiki uh sign up subscribe do all those sorts of things uh they're pretty awesome so yeah, uh, and if you had an account there before the incident, uh, definitely make sure you check your passwords, change them, 
rotate them, you should probably be doing that anyways. But just in case, always a good idea to do. Yeah. Um, so there's that. Uh, if And if you want to know, they have a, a whole write-up on their website about what's missing. So if you are concerned of what, what information was uh, taken, but just change your password, first of all, and then just look. Uh, there's some wiki stuff that's missing. So they're working on getting that back up. But the site looks really great, uh, Fusion. Uh, if you do hear this, uh, it does three the 3.0 up, up, uh, upgrade is, looks great. Uh, I know there's going to be some bugs. Very by the way, white. Yeah, by the way, if there are bugs on the site, uh, let Fusion know. Don't be angry or upset or pissed off that there's bugs that they didn't plan to implement 3.0 yet. This was just bad timing and surprise yes, yeah so you know help a guy out <laughs> that's all i'm saying so uh what do you what do you uh what do you want to talk about <laughs> we can go into patch 3.57 let's do it let's jump right into that patch 3.57 break down that now fuck that that's not talking that's it's gar it's garbage Oh, yeah. So last week we mentioned this briefly in our show notes because we haven't, uh, we didn't really have time to talk about it in uh, that episode. But uh, this week we decided to bring it back, and uh, there was an interview, uh, probably about a week and a half ago, that Mr. Happy put out uh, that he did with uh, Yoshi. Excuse me, Yoshida, and. There was a lot of good, interesting points in that, and I think we pulled out a few of them in particular that uh, resonated more or less. Yep. Sorry, I was, tell- I was going to type people, have I told you about the Fruit Loom Ocean? <laughs> <laughs> Tried to bring us back. Uh, for everybody that's played Final Did you Fantasy, have to bring that into this. The Titus laugh from Final Fantasy X. I mean, yes. I'm sorry. Wrong game. What they say. Or... Fool me once, strike one. But fool me twice, strike three. Welcome to episode 34 of Maelstrom Radio, where we had a couple of high points and then we hit a lot of low points. I wonder who's checked out at this point. <laughs> if you've not checked out, listen, you, you can't check out. You're here to the end. You're here to the that end. That might be debatable. Yeah, no, I, let's see. Maybe we can check chat real quick. Uh, who still, let's see, Elchor Zone, Kane, Thorbreaker still here in Real Chili. Uh, I would like to point out Klaus is in here, but I'm not sure. Where, I don't. You know. Klaus is probably <laughs> drinking a delicious, doing better things with his time. Milkshake. <laughs> Come on, Jilly! It's hashtag Fruit yeah. Loop milkshake. All right, yeah, it's ha- hashtag Fruit Loop milkshake. Uh, welcome to the Hotel Maelstrom. You can enter anytime you like, but you can never leave. Is it like Hotel California? <laughs> No, it's much worse. <laughs> All right, let's talk. All right, so we do. We pulled. Uh, we we did pull uh, some points from these uh, the the interviews. Uh, things that we think that should be discussed a little bit more. One because I think this first one's a good point. Uh, so Shin, would you like? So to- let let's let, let yeah, as I say, let let's bring this conversation back to Final Fantasy fifteen or Final Fantasy fourteen. So in World of Warcraft, the mythic- <laughs> I'm sorry. So, so in, in World of Warcraft. Which is, of course, lots to do with Final Fantasy. <laughs> Let's bring this back to Final Fantasy. World of Warcraft. Exactly, right? In World of Warcraft, the Mythic Plus system gives standard dungeons more replayability. If you're unfamiliar, it allows players to rerun dungeons with more difficult enemies and random modifiers, such as more health or spawning more enemies in exchange for more powerful loot. Would you ever consider adding similar systems? to Final Fantasy fourteen. If not, would you give players more options to modify their dungeon or raid experience, similar to a minimum item level or unsynced dungeons? Yoshida answered that with uh, 
that they're currently exploring ways to add challenges for players by increasing available play options with additional rewards for playing with limitations, such as with a set minimum item level, or perhaps utilizing the unsync dungeon function. Uh, they've currently worked up, uh, sorry, wrapped up the 4.0 related tasks, and implement implementation of other ideas uh, would have to take place during the 4.x series, so sometime after 4.0. Uh, they are, however, thinking of adding in mechanics that will add new layers of enjoyment for players through the existing dungeon system, though. Uh, first, that they've talked up and they have mentioned this in the past, would be something like challenging yourself to uh, completing a dungeon with your adventurer squadron, which they released a few patches ago. I mean, I just, I just ranked up this week, so I'm ready. I'm ready to go. Honestly, I haven't really used my squadron a whole lot. I managed to get my complete uh, my, my rank up so that I could have my uh, free co or my grand company rank, and then I just stopped doing it. I sent them out on a mission, and I haven't been back since. So I'm He's not really sure. I, 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 it was an interesting side system, but it really didn't capture any of my attention. It was just one more thing that I did. And now that it's done, I don't see any real purpose for it. Even adding this, like this would be really interesting, but it also sounds like it could kind of push this game towards more of a single-player experience, whereas I feel that having the, the basically forced grouping experience from the beginning throughout the entire game uh, to be really, really helpful with uh, bringing the community together. Like If you just played this as a solo game from 1 through 60, I don't think you'd get the same sort of experience, and while some people would probably enjoy that more, I think overall it would be detrimental to the community. It would. Uh, I think you and I have said it before uh, that MMOs are massively multiplayer online experiences for a reason. Like you want to interact with people. Uh, if I and to be honest, like you play any MMO by yourself, you're. I mean, I can understand get, having some times where you're just like you want to just chill and do your little, like do your thing for a little bit. But eventually, like you end up running content with people because it is fun. Like it is fun interacting with others and joking around. And I don't. I don't. You're, you're not going to get that sort of interaction if you're just running with NPCs or in the dungeon. They're just like ah, just screaming. And you're just like yeah. This, this, I wish I was talking jokes with people and. Not my NPC friends. And then you start having relationships with your NPCs and then, you know, you're not going to work because you want to see your waifu or husbando and run dungeons. Wait, what? <laughs> What's going on? Are you mixing up your squad with, uh, Too deep. with what's her face? <laughs> Too deep. Which one? Um, um Slowy. Wait, what? <laughs> oh, Slowy. Yeah, the one where you build up their relations with the NPCs. Oh. Mm, no. Maybe you can build up with NPCs at relations with NPCs no, and then they can part of your squad. No, I was saying that people would have unhealthy relationships with NPCs. Like, they have, like, like, like I don't know, some Makode. Like, like they do? Like, <laughs> I don't know if that's a jab at the ARP. <laughs> <Man>, um... <laughs> All right, good. I thought you were taking a jab at the uh, the ARP. <laughs> the role players in the world. I was like, don't. Let's, oh no, no. Let's role not piss. Great. Let's not piss them off. <laughs> How dare you? My love for Tataru is pure. <laughs> Chili, you know that's Pippin's lady. <laughs> yeah. First of all, I'm sorry. I think Pippin's got dibs, but I don't know if any love for Lalafels can be considered pure. Well, actually, it's not Pippin. It's uh, it's. Biggs or no? It's Wedge. Wedge. It's Wedge. wedge. But come on, you're not. Gonna, you're not. Wedge gonna will fight you. You're not going to tell me. You're not going to tell me Pippin's not outside someplace chopping wood with his little like his little nipple shirt thing going on there, and he's just <laughs> and, and with his long flowing locks and like you know Wedge is like Wedge is like a little nerd and <laughs> Pippin's swinging a mighty axe. <laughs> is outside gathering cloth to make clothes and she just sees Pippin just glistening from the sweat dripping down his little lala body <laughs> she's like oh my this turned into a completely different podcast what, what happened we, I just I just uh, 
Send send in your Pippin and Tataru fanfiction to show at MailsToRadio.com. Please don't. I don't want to read through stuff. <laughs> oh, God, the fanfiction. Uh, fanfiction right. I can deal. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, no, I... All right, it's for, for real, though, like... I'm sorry. For Honestly, though, the... Uh, the challenges sound great. That part I like. I like the idea of like using minimum my level, using maybe pushing through a mechanic or, or doing like we dis- we said this before. Like having <clears throat> achievements or or and and somehow using the difficulty to push things for reward is great. It it energizes people to c- continually to do your content now adding the the npc part of it that hurts that because you're gonna have people just that are never gonna agree with anybody um i could see it as like nobody's on i need to run this dungeon let me just grab my npc like as a backup and if you want to limit it to a certain level like all right after level 50 like if you want to say like since we're going into two expansions deep now and say after 50 you have to use group with people but at that point you may not be properly know how to run with a party but i don't know Maybe that's another discussion for another day. I, I think they could definitely expand upon the existing system a little bit. Uh, some of my favorite achievements that you could do would be uh, running a dungeon within a certain amount of time. Like you got the, fa- the quick dungeon achievement because you completed Sestasha in under two minutes. Also not a thing usually. Uh, or you went and you completed uh, Dune Sky in under 15 minutes. Congratulations. Like Stuff like that encourages people to continue playing the old content just to get it. And even if it's just fluff rewards, if you get some sort of glamour item or a title or something like that, people will go back and do it. You're absolutely right. Um, even for mounts. I, all right. For a good example is in Warcraft. There's a lot of low drop rate mounts. Like for example, like the pony farming and the bird farming. A lot of people are trying to farm those things now because they're trying to get unlock it. But if you still have the incentive and it's a low drop rate, I understand you get the chests and you can turn those in at 99 and get the mount anyway. But you still have to run it almost 100 times <laughs> to get that damn chest. So it's the incentive. It's the the like that. It's the carrot on the stick to keep people in invested in your game even when there's a lull. Like now, <laughs> like right now, Shin and I can go after the show. We can go log in, do a pony farm. We can go try to get a bird. We can go run an EX just to see if a, a lantern whistle drops. We can do that because that's an option for us. But you, t- you start taking that stuff away. Guess what? People are not going to stick around and you want people in your game sticking around because it's what keeps the lights on. So uh, you've often you often express concerns about adding set bonuses on gear due to difficulty in maintaining job balance or players making set bonuses mandatory for content. Have you considered yet bonuses that offer cosmetic effects instead of stat bonuses? Example would be a slightly enhancing or changing the animation of a skill or perhaps giving off an aura when all the pieces are worn together. So <laughs> uh, recent so uh, the answer was recently I've been more optimistic about adding set bonuses to high level raid gear as it seems it would greatly contribute to a player's motivation to get through all of the tiers. Yes. <laughs> <clears throat> Let me continue. However, if there are more, if we were in, to implement uh, this feature, it would be only if they're the highest level of difficulty raids. Wink that they are adding a higher difficulty of raid. Wink. Uh, it is also possible to offer graphical effects to it as well, but they may interfere with the enjoyment of dressing up in the game. So that is a hard decision to make. No, no, it's not. <laughs> and that because guess what? You can glamour. So it had to be a complete set piece. So you'd have to you'd have to glamour. So well, and I think that's one of the things that he was kind of talking about. There is maybe if you get the full set, you get like this fancy like snow effect around you or something. But if you're now doing that with a glamour, how does that affect like the look? How do you still get that bonus? Like how does that fit into the whole thing? And that that would add a level of complexity that they might not want to take on at this point. True. <laughs> but I, I, on this topic of set bonuses, I would love to see these in there. Um, I thought it was a really interesting mechanic in other games. And as long as it's not crazy, 
then it would be really interesting to see how uh, it would kind of affect it. And it would be a huge balance in, in maintaining uh, classes and such. It would be a huge undertaking for that. But it would be just give players another avenue to uh, progress their characters or another option uh, in which they could take their characters, especially if they had uh, multiple viable sets. Like, for example, maybe you have a set that increases a little bit more healing or a little bit more DPS or a little bit more range or a little bit more melee. Uh, or gives you a little bit more utility versus something else. Like, there's always that option of giving. <laughs> yeah. Continue. I'm listening. There's always that option of, of giving uh, two different sets of play styles that both could be viable, and and there are always going to be people that will min max to the the fullest, and that will always have to be like, this spec is the best, everyone must spec this, but then there'll be that one guy that specs slightly differently and then he'll find something else and everyone will suddenly switch to that. Like That's going to happen regardless if we have set bonuses, if we have all these different anima, or sorry, not anima, um, materia slots, um, all those sorts of different things. So I don't think that's necessarily a negative side effect of adding this, but... No, and people right now to even do raids are mixing and matching pieces just so you can throw... <clears throat> Uh, what's it called? Material on summon over, you know, overmeld on certain aspects of gear, so you can get more out of out of it. So it's not anything different. But if you put it on the highest tier and you're telling people that there is a bonus to that, guess what? You're now your highest tier raid people are going to push, and it's it gives them a goal. Like it's like, man, I can really get that piece, and and it's 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 the carrot. Like we keep, there's going to be a running theme through this one. And it's going to be that damn carrot on the stick. I'm just telling you guys. But it's true. I mean, how many other MMOs out there? I'll, listen, you want to go old school? We'll go with EQ or EQ2. Pick one of them. It doesn't matter because both of them had carrots on sticks early on. And that was no, that was known even back then. I mean, it was the, the, the Wild West of the MMO days. But even they knew that players, to get players engaged in your game, they knew that you have to give them something to keep going towards. So you can keep going that back further and further though. Like that's so like mud the core game mechanics. <laughs> yeah, it it's core game mechanic. You have to encourage the player to keep doing things, and sometimes you have to make them afraid not to make the bad decisions. Yeah, I mean that goes back as far as D and D or any like every game. Every game, yeah. I mean, do I do I chance free parking or do I end up in jail? What's going on? you know. Clue, do I make the guess now or do I keep playing and see if I can guess if it's Mr. Green and the the lavatory with the magazine. That's not how that played. Um I mean I'm down for it. I I am down. I because I, I played Warcraft, so I had set bonuses. I think EQ had them as well, so I'm down for it, so Stormblade is going to see implementation of swimming and diving into the game. While there will be no underwater combat, has the team considered using swimming slash diving in dungeons or other instance content, such as needing to swim through deadly areas or swimming to escape a boss mechanic? Shin, what did Yoshi say? He said that there are several pieces of content planned that will involve having players swim as a method of transportation. However, they haven't gotten around to creating specific gameplay elements that incorporate swimming. This was the same for flying, but if we do end up using swimming in this fashion, then we would need to create context, content specifically designed for swimming, or else it wouldn't be as fun. The Final Fantasy XIV development team is currently in the playing, planning stages for the 4.x patch series, that is 4.1 and onwards, uh, while also working on creating a massive amount of content for Stormblood. But if they come up with a good idea while working on all of the new content, something utilizing swimming, swimming may be realized for future yeah, I mean, I don't. We're not going to see it out the gate, but do you think that's something they can implement, four point two, four point three onward to the end? Like, even in something like, let's say, a Palace of the Dead type situation, where like we discussed traveling between. I know we know there's a timer, but as it evolves, you think there's going to be some point where it's like, like the puzzle one we said, like maybe there's puzzles we have to figure out, like where we have to dive underwater to figure out to unlock things and and stuff like that. Do you think that would be a possibility? No. <laughs> Yes. Did I break you? I, yeah. <laughs> Did, I, I, I'm kind of torn on the whole swimming 
thing. I really think it's an awesome idea and I love it as a method of transportation. I really, really like it as a method of exploration and of building the world around, but I'm not so sold on the whole combat underwater. However, I, I like I have seen it in Guild Wars 2, the combat underwater, and I didn't mind the combat uh, of Guild Wars 2 in there. But other than that, I haven't really seen great underwater combat. It's and that was like years and years ago. Because it's hard. It's hard. It's that it's the the axis on which we're fighting things. So that that makes it hard. Like in in WoW, their their answer was to make our character bound uh, in. I can't remember the name because it's I, like it's such a PTSD zone for me. Uh, that, <laughs> um, that uh, like you bound underwater, like you're kind of jump walking on the moons, or you're like characters like this. So, but everything is like will swim down to you, so you can fight it. But it's, yeah, thank you, Akmorn. It's Vizier. Uh God, I hate that place. Um, it, it's a pain. It is a pain to level there. It's a beautiful like go through it once. It's a cool zone, but like after that, not not so much fun. Like lore wise, is really fun. <laughs> um, but and that's I think that's a really interesting point as well. Like. Most games tend to shy away from underwater or aquatic co- uh, content because it's just it's hard to make it's hard to make interesting. But if you can do it, there is huge amounts of lore opportunity underwater. No one really makes underwater content, and you have a whole like it's, it's basically a whole other world. You can go to space or you can go underwater. We know almost about as much of the depths as we do some of deep space. So like it's an interesting concept that you could take even further in an mmo i mean there is a lot there i mean remember we have the sahagin and we have leviathan under i mean there to to even implement underwater like old it could be anything really i mean like you have the the mock and you have the amdapur like you could say like man did, did they have any like civilizations that went underwater because of a uh, calamity i'm sure there were i'm sure there's a lot of we even have the elegans yeah i mean we knew there was a great flood so for sure there's there's shit underwater so uh, <laughs> i mean i'm down for it it just i would i it just needs to be implemented and i i think it'd be interesting especially for like the lore nerds out there or even people that are just I mean, I like underwater levels. I just don't like underwater combat. That's my thing. Like, I think the underwater zones are cool, just not the combat. So I'm glad we're just getting swimming exploration right now. That's fair. Like, I don't know. I, I dig it. So I, I'd like to, I wouldn't mind seeing that in some of the, like, for the try for a dungeon or something that uses uh, underwater as a method of traversing through the dungeon and then getting to either like a series of rooms, caves air pockets, whatever, but you end up going through the whole dungeon underwater and then you get to the spot and you fight your mobs and you get to the next spot and you just, you're swimming everywhere. Deep yeah. sea exploration. Yeah, it could be done. I dig it. I, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, with the recent relaunch of Diadem, players are wondering if Eureka will function simil- similarly 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 I can't say the word. Don't make fun of me. Hashtag Fruit Loop Milkshake. <laughs> That's yeah. It's my only console. I love you, Fruit Loop Milkshake. It fills the cracks of the heart. I mean, if, if... <laughs> I am all hopped up. Listen, <laughs> listen. It's been a long day, and I was like, I can get myself a little treat. <laughs> I got myself a Fruit Loop Milkshake, and then it's. <laughs> You know, and I came on, and we're going to do the show, and then I, and I pulled all the cool sound clips. Get in touch with your wizard. Get in touch with your wizard. And it's, been a, it's been so much fun today. I even started quoting, like, I started writing my own ERP live on the show, so. Final Fantasy. <laughs> that was a thing. It's a, <sighs> what? Anyway, with the recent relaunch of the Diadem, players are wondering if Eureka, Eureka will function similarly. What key differences will exist to differentiate Eureka from exploratory missions? What did Yoshida say there? Uh, no. <laughs> we will use play That's data. That's it. We're done. <laughs> nope. <laughs> See ya.
No, he said, uh, no, we'll use play data and feedback uh, from the relaunched item as a reference for Eureka, but we plan for it to be completely different character and item development content. Um, I love that he said character and item development. <laughs> Not just item. Like, he was, like, that's, to me, those are two very different things. Um, and the greatest difference would be that... Uh, the, not always. Uh, it, it could also be, a, like, a, a lore development, too, right? Yeah. Yeah, character development is telling the story of your character, and item development... Uh, in some of these contexts, has been something like growing your anima. So it's increasing, or it's uh, expanding upon the lore and the story that we have for both your character and the items that it has. Uh-huh. I'm kind of terrified for our email inbox. <laughs> for Brokeback Samal? <laughs> no, just for the sheer amount of potential fan fictions that we're going to have to go through. Let's see, Tatara x Pippin, Tatara x Wedge, Pippin x Wedge. And Chili x Lava Scorpion. Oh god. That's the real one. Hot Lava on Scorpion Chili action. Uh, so, uh, he said the greatest difference would be that the theme for Eureka is exploration and growth. Everything else is still a secret. So, <laughs> I mean, to me that's awesome. Like, that, I, I keep saying, like, I think Eureka is going to be the one thing for me that excites me so much about Stormblood is getting this zone that I can go and explore and it's not just fates and it's not just us running around and doing wacky killing shit and like I want it to be interesting I want it to be like I don't know like I want it to be like that explore like like that feel of like there should be like a zone where we can just go out and be like let's spend 20 30 oh we got like 40 minutes to kill let's see what we can just like explore and find here in this world and it's not uh, a fate <laughs> it's not like if it's like oh hey we happened upon a large monster let's kill it and see what happens and or we found this thing let's go see if we have to use it on something I, that to me is cool like that'd be cool if we can like unlock something or there's a dungeon in that place that spawns every so often and like you can only queue for it at certain times or not even a queue like you can kind of like aquapolis where like you have a party together and it's something that you can like like, that would be interesting. Like, there's something in Eureka that if you have a party together, like, you can go in. Or if you find it, you can you can get with the randos. Kind of like the emergency dungeon? Yeah. Kind of like that. Wink. Nudge. Except that it's not a random thing. Like, it's a random drop, but maybe, like, there's a drop in the world they have to find to even unlock it. To make it happen. It's like the hatch and lost. <laughs> I'm kind of looking forward to seeing what Eureka is going to bring to us, especially knowing that it's going to bring back some like these notorious monsters, for example, um, and some other more classic Final Fantasy themes, uh, especially because it's not going to be a uh, copy or a anything similar to Diadem. It's going to be its own standalone thing. Uh, it's kind of interesting to see what they're going to build from that. They have lots of opportunities, especially... Uh, it's the forbidden land of Eureka. Like they could go uh, dimensional on that. Even like you could go to other environments or other places that might not fit in the general uh, Final Fantasy fourteen world. I mean, interdimensional is kind of like a Final Fantasy for you know Final Fantasy staple. <laughs> I, listen, I'm just saying we have we have Omega and we have Shinryu. I'm just saying, there may be an interdimensional rift. That's twelve. I'm more. I'm more thinking that our interdimensional rift may involve Final Fantasy V, which is X Death, and we may have to just kill a giant tree. But how many other Final Fantasies have we kind of touched at this point? Legally, <laughs> no. <laughs> Get in Not really sure where that's going. <laughs> Get in touch with your wizard. Yeah, there you go. I don't need a wizard. No. Oh. And learn all the levels of magic. You see, it's not just a simple one little thing. There are eight different levels of magic, both white and black. There's there's eight levels. I, I like both of them. I like white and black magic. All eight levels of them? Well, I'm confused because I've only gotten up to, I think, Medica, th uh, Medica 2 and Cure 3. So we've got quite a ways to go before I get to that 8th level. Final Fantasy. 
I'm so I've never been so happy in my life to find a video. <laughs> and that was that the was one to find. Not. It was so good. So we're going to wrap it up with one last question from a different interview here that was done with, I believe, MogTalk did this interview. And uh, the question that they posed to Yoshida was, throughout Heavensward, there have been lots of really great additions to the game. What was the biggest success in your mind with the Heavensward expansion that you hope to expand on with Stormblood? Verminion. I'm kidding. <laughs> Content. Not <laughs> funny. No, it's not. Content, which you play at more casual level. I mean... Tell me that. Tell me that's not describing Verminion, uh, such as Aquapolis and Deep Dungeon. He didn't. He didn't say Verminion. Our, our game experiences that were uh, were never seen in Final Fantasy XIV before, and there are always um, always many players uh, playing these. So I believe they they were great updates in the future. I would uh, love to make content like these to show up again in a very new way in Stormblood. You have to play the content for it to be considered casual. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. No one, no one plays Verminion anymore. That's not, yeah. Triple Triads. That's a thing still. Triple Triad is a thing. Mm -hmm. Let's see. I mean, Aquapolis is fantastic. Like I, I still have seven scrolls myself. I'm pretty sure if I asked a certain, <laughs> a certain man in our FC who got drunk on Saturday night while he was crafting and crafted a fountain and put it right in the middle of our yard. <laughs> And <laughs> I'm sure he has plenty more uh, maps for us to go hit up for the Aquapolis. Uh, so I want the poncho. <laughs> There's a poncho now. Tell me that. Did they add, did they add more stuff to the Aquapolis? Because I have a, we got listen. I got plenty of scrolls, and our luck for getting the Aquap into the Aquapolis is pretty good. Our luck getting to the seventh floor not so great, <laughs> but we can get in a lot. Getting in, awesome. Getting to the seventh floor, not so good. <laughs> Yeah, and we've touched on this on previous episodes back uh, when Chuina was with us. But like, as time goes on, I find myself playing or having less and less time to play. So I, I try to find uh, content that I can kind of do faster or I can do in smaller chunks. So stuff like Aquapolis and Deep Dungeon are great. Like, I love playing both of those, especially because you can go in, do one in 20 minutes, you're out, you're done. If you have more time, great. Keep running them all you want. And, and it's also different content from your traditional MMO grinds. It's you're not having to do faction grinding. You're not having to grind currency. You're not having to do stupid light farming. You're not going to have to go and do these specific dungeons that you've done over and over again. It's something different, something new to the game. And I think as long as they keep iterating and keep bringing this sort of stuff to it, it's going to go uh, for a long, long time. Yeah. Um, and I think that's why... Shin and I picked out, I think, these certain questions because these were the ones um, that Happy and Mog Talk asked that were not so much the now, but what could affect the future of this game. And that concerns us, <laughs> both as players, content creators, and, and guys who like MMOs, because one thing over the last three years, or three or four years, that like MMOs are that take risks may not see the light of day and they may not be popular they may not hit really hard so when you have something like final fantasy 14 that is a fairly popular game and they have money behind it and it's got a strong uh uh name to back it up you know Yoshi yoshida has the ability to take has the ability to take risks in an mmo and maybe create something new and something we haven't seen in the mmo genre yet um, even though it's a theme park MMO or theme park style MMO, doesn't mean they can't reinvent the wheel within the theme park MMO. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, they, they've, he's had some really cool ideas like Aquapolis, like the treasure dungeons. Fantastic. Like, I love the Aquapolis. I love doing palace of the dead. I, mean, I can't see, I can't wait to see the next iteration. If there's going to be more of it, or if it's going to be like not only floors of, uh, monsters, but floors of puzzles or, a separate old puzzle like palace of the dead sort of thing so like the, these are systems we'd like to see but we also want to see it, you know like facelifts and touch-ups and things uh, that are not just the normal like we can't keep in the same routine we are now um 
you need to open up the world a little bit. You need to open up dungeons and and spice them up. Can't just play the same game every expansion because it's gonna eventually push people away. It's you know, meat and potatoes is great, but you can't keep having meat and potatoes. <laughs> And I think that it's part of the the attraction of Final Fantasy. They do keep doing these things, and I don't know if this is uh, any a, a major cause by any means, but I think it probably does play into it a little bit. In that the main development core team, I think, is from Japan, where most of our traditional MMOs right now, uh, at least the big ones that we see in North America, do have U.S. based teams. So I think just having that slight culture difference. Uh, helps in bringing different ideas to the table or things that we haven't necessarily seen that might be more common in their development practices as opposed to ours or they might have a slightly different culture of trying these different things of trying seeing these different things uh even you see the same thing when you see some other asian mmos they do have a very different play style from most of our western mmos and a lot of times they don't do so well on the side of the ocean because of that uh, but every now and then there is a really big hit that does come over here does fairly well um, but uh, Final Fantasy I think is just uh, uniquely positioned in that aspect I I agree with you um, I mean and they're gonna have some tough competition coming up there's there's other MMOs still trying to take take on the the trying I'm not gonna say become the next World of Warcraft but trying to take on new and interesting takes on what an MMO could be like ashes of creation. Um, for example, that is in part is looking at like taking apart the theme park MMO and adding something, some things we would have seen in EverQuest next. So, you know, you got to keep your popularity up because people and Shin and I can attest to this because we've seen more than our friends and people we knew from the EverQuest next community at the, when that was still rolling how many people jumped from game to game like it was ton like it didn't matter like if it was warcraft they were there for a month or two and then they jumped to another mmo or they jumped to this other game or hey like there's another kickstarter for this let's go throw money at it and see what we get and it's never and they never stick with it like nothing ever sticks because nothing pans out the way it's supposed to so i think that's kind of our the the generation at that this point though I, I don't think there really will be, ever be things that will satisfy those people and some of them might settle down in various games but there's uh, the, there's nothing that because of the, all that nostalgia because of all of that those old factors uh, nothing's going to kind of live up to the expectations so we're going to kind of have that nomadic group that goes from game to game and I think that's just going to be a thing going on now. And games aren't going to be these massive successive hits that EverQuest 1 and World of Warcraft were. Uh, they're going to find much smaller, more niche markets that has a much tighter community. And we can even see this in Final Fantasy. Our community is pretty small relative to things like Warcraft, but it's also a very tight-knit community in that we, are, we have a bunch of crowds we have the role-playing crowd we have raiders we have crafters we have uh, all these sorts of things we have people that put on player events we have uh, community meetups we have all those sorts of things going on which yeah you see that in the large games as well but not necessarily to the same extent here we have a much friendlier community i guess is what i'm trying to say we love you guys love you too much uh so more yeah. or less than the milkshake I mean, it's a lonely existence if it's just me and the milkshake. <laughs> Let's be honest. Listen, my, my dating life is zero right now, and all I have is the milkshake. So I probably have a better chance in the Final Fantasy community to meet my a significant other than I do with this milkshake. <laughs> Let's put it that way. If not, you know, I just can continue writing ERP. <laughs> Apparently. No. Might not have. I mean, like, I feel so bad for our uh, inbox. <laughs> um, also, by the way, can I, can I, uh, time to, time to try some You're ERP. You're uh, never, uh, never mind, beat me too. See, look, I'm telling, listen. Dang, Ellison role-playing? What's going on? Let's go, oh no, it's starting to go deep now, chat. 
<laughs> Starting to get real in there. Listen, I don't, you know, we pretty we play it pretty fast and loose on the show. But uh, please don't link any naughty photos in there. I don't want to ban people. <laughs> Just keep it, keep, keep it sensual, not sexual in the chat, okay, guys. Let's keep it there. Well, that's about all I have for uh, today. <laughs> oh, oh no! Oh no! Fast and loose like. Do you have any balls. more thoughts before? Uh, <laughs> before. <laughs> I didn't say that. He before said that. It was any worse? Do you have anything else before it gets worse? Oh, jeez. Uh, Final Fantasy. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I mean... Don't make I, me break out the white magic. I, okay. <laughs> oh. You need to clean up all that black magic. Get in touch with your wizard. <laughs> Alright. Uh, let's... <laughs> And if you want to get in touch with your wizard... Oh, God. Listen, uh... You know, and maybe that's a show for us later to think about, is maybe talking about, like, how... Oh, your wizard? No. <laughs> that sh <laughs> That show does not need to exist, ever. Pretty <laughs> show. Uh, let me show you how you cast magic. <laughs> um... <laughs> There's eight levels of magic, and I will show you how to cast it all. Uh, no. and Matt Black. Okay. <laughs> no, no. Oh, no. Um, no, what I was going to say is that maybe the, the Nomad show, like the gamers that jump from place to place, maybe that'd be interesting. And why why people stick with Final Fantasy XIV. I mean, clearly we have people from that that uh, generation of player uh, gamers who are here. I mean, do you think that... Like maybe that's a question we gotta ask. Is 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 the Final Fantasy form of of uh, expansion or not expansions, but patches enough time for people to do something? It gives them a couple weeks off. They can still stay stubbed, and they can go try something else, and then come back. Um, and it gives them that like I mean, maybe that maybe Yoshida has been playing it like super smart. I don't know like. But we'll find out. Maybe that's the question we got to ask ourselves later. But as for right now, I I, I do want to say thank you. Um, otherwise, I have nothing else on this <laughs> these topics because I'm pretty sure we may have not ruined the show. At least, if anything, this was our funniest show. <laughs> we had a lot of fun. I don't know about you. I had a that's blast. Terrible. I had a blast. <laughs> I don't know. Listen, I think we all that got. Might be the milkshake talking. I don't know. Maybe there's a lot of sugar in that milkshake. Um. I feel like we all got a little closer. We all got to know each other a little bit better today. Um, but I, I won't disagree with. No, I want to thank everybody that's uh, subbed recently to our podcast. Uh, we checked our numbers the other day, and it was uh, a, a uh, holy shit moment for both uh, Shin and I. Um, so I, I really do appreciate for, uh, everyone that's been sharing us and liking us and, and telling your friends to go check us out. It, it, it does mean a lot to both of us. Um, because starting this last year, we're almost at 50 episodes. We may hit 50 episodes at our one-year anniversary. I'm not sure if that's going to line up exactly. I don't think quite. Quite. Not quite. But We skipped too many weeks last year. We did. <laughs> um, but uh, I think us coming back, I don't I don't think, like, going to FanFest really with the fire under our, our asses to come back and do Maelstrom Radio. And um, it's been a hell of a blast. I, I, I mean, I enjoy doing this every Monday night. Um and and growing the show so i really do appreciate it um i'm gonna do our show promotion real quick so uh you can find us here every 8 p.m eastern 5 pacific you can we uh <clears throat> all of our shows are recorded and they, you can catch them uh, later on itunes google play and stitcher um if you catch us on stitcher give us a thumbs up and share it share it on your social media if you're on google play or itunes please leave us a uh, rating and a review uh, let us know how we're doing. If you listen to the show and you want us to help us continue getting better, listen, like, hey, soundboard's got to go, or <laughs> please stay focused on your content and don't make so many jokes. Uh, just let us know what we're doing right and what we're doing wrong, and we will we will work on it. Um, I, I can say that at least uh, about Shin and I, that we do bust our ass and try to make it the best quality show that we can. Um, you can find us at maelstromradio.com. That's our blog where you can find all of our show and listen to it. And maybe one day we'll write something there. Maybe not. I don't know. <laughs> um, you can also email the show at show at maelstromradio.com. So if you have any questions for the show, if you have show ideas, if you 
are somebody that you think uh, may have an interesting topic that you think we'd like to discuss or a question even ask us, you can send it there. And if you somehow have some sort of, apparently I said it earlier, so I'll send it again. I guess if you have some sort of fanfic to send us, I guess I'll read it on the show. <laughs> Keep it sensual, not sexual. Get some fireside chat time going. Yeah, I mean, listen, we got enough of them. I'll make a show about it. <laughs> so, like, crack your knuckles and get to writing. So, see what happens with that. Um, we, you find us on Twitter at Maelstrom underscore radio. You can find us at Facebook.com forward slash Maelstrom radio. You can find us on Twitch. That's where you're watching us live here. If you're with us live in chat, that's twitch.tv forward slash Maelstrom radio. Uh, Shin, do you have anything else for <laughs> tonight? <laughs> Praise Lava Scorpion. That's all you got? That's all I got. Get Always. in touch with your wizard. <laughs> all right. Um, let me go ahead and do this and one of these and do one of these and one of this is <laughs> so I can do this. Um, thank you again. Uh, I appreciate everybody that came out and joined us, uh, for live. Cause I know it's a Monday and it's hard. Uh, not loading, but it's loading. Uh, El Chora Zone, Can Thorbreaker, uh, Real Chili, Ockmorn, uh, Remix Sakura. Uh, no, we have some of that. We have Heaven's Oblivion, Chris the Abject, uh, and if I missed anybody, I really do apologize. But thank you all for showing up. And remember, next Monday, uh, we won't be here, but we'll probably make it up. So, for Shinter, I'm Flatus. Till C swallows all, keep listening. Maelstrom Radio is a production of MaelstromRadio.com and Blackfire Media Productions. Final Fantasy XIV and Eorzea are trademarks of Square Enix. Opening theme provided by Benjamin Anthony James. You can find more of their music over at SoundCloud.com forward slash Ben773. Our outro is provided by Sodo. You can find more of their music over at SoundCloud.com forward slash Sodo. Views and opinions expressed on this episode are those of Maelstrom Radio and their hosts, and do not reflect the views and opinions of Square Enix. And until C swallows all, keep listening. Get in touch with your wizard.